Welcome, everyone, to the Global Consulting Organization Futurecast. This is our multimedia platform for 2030 and beyond, reimagining the future of real estate, where we share the ideas, inspirations, and ideals that will become the foundation for the future built environment. I'm Amit Egan Datwani, the founder and chief consultant of Global Consulting Organization, and on behalf of my fellow members of the GCO Collective, Welcome you to this week's edition of the FutureCast. For those who have been closely following our journey, you may know that we're continually evolving our recently launched design brand build model by integrating GCO Finance to kickstart your project with capital and GCO Brokerage in New York City to lease and manage residential buildings. This truly integrated full-service model is designed to supercharge commercial office buildings and live, work, stay, and play development projects and represents the new era in real estate that we are creating. As many of you are aware, we are going through many challenges in the industry right now, or what I like to see as growth opportunities. Some of the factors that are impacting the environment are high interest rates, high inflation, banks collapsing, vacant office buildings, $2 trillion in loan maturities coming due by 2027, 900 million square feet of office space that have leases expiring by 2025, multiple companies planning to downsize their spaces in the next three to five years, tenants seeking rent relief and requiring significant TI packages to secure a deal, office property valuations plummeting, housing shortages, potential fines looming for owners who don't comply with energy standards starting in 2024, record commercial property insurance costs, many businesses still grappling with the new hybrid work model, a major threat of us falling into a doom loop where our cities continually spiral downwards. And most importantly, and the subject of today's FutureCast, the collapse of central business districts. Central business districts, also known as CBDs or cities downtown, are simply defined as where all the action takes place in a city. The areas are often characterized by a heavy concentration of office buildings, retail shops, restaurants, banks, coffee shops various forms of entertainment, and are well connected to mass transit. With vacancies increasing in traditional office buildings and breaking news almost every week about a major asset in a tier one city defaulting on a loan, our CBDs are in major trouble, where abandoned office buildings could eventually spread to retail, restaurants, and overall street life, draining the vitality of our urban neighborhoods. Furthermore, widespread defaults on loans backed by commercial real estate could result in a major crisis at regional banks, which could result in tighter credit, bank runs, and ultimately a financial meltdown. Vacancy rates in cities range from 14% in Miami, 18% in New York, 20.3% in Washington, D.C., 22.4% in Chicago, 24% in Los Angeles, 25% in Atlanta, 
and to over 30% in San Francisco. One of the ways companies have tried to combat this trend has been to implement a return to work policy, or as I called it in the last Futurecast, FTWO, forced to work in the office so that we can bring life back to our office buildings and ultimately our CBDs. As I've been sharing with clients and on our various mediums over the past two years, since the pandemic, human consciousness has expanded and the built environment has not. I repeat, human consciousness has expanded and the built environment has not. The result is that we are much more aware of our surroundings and much more in tune with what feels right versus just doing something because that's the way we've done it for generations. Sound familiar? As a result, employees are electing not to come back to the office, which has led to an exorbitant amount of vacancies, which will only continue to grow in the years ahead. Additionally, it's been found that employees hate commuting. In fact, according to a study in 2019, the average one-way commute in the United States hit a record of almost 28 minutes, according to the Census Bureau. Nearly 40% of Americans commuted a half hour or more one way, and almost 10% traveled for more than an hour one way. Forcing people back to the office is not going to solve this problem, and we must address the source of the issue, which is what the solutions I propose in today's broadcast will address. Let's step back from the challenges that I've mentioned and start thinking and talking about the big picture. Even though workers have less CBDs, it does not mean that people don't want to live in cities. In fact, just look at how residential rents in New York City reached historic highs in 2022. And a Brookings study found that from 2020 to 2022, median apartment rents increased in 146 of 148 American cities. Many cities today even have a shortage in the number of residential units available to live in, providing us with the opportunity to potentially convert office buildings into housing. Doing so would increase the demand for groceries, pharmacies, restaurants, entertainment, and nightlife in our cities. Wait. Isn't that what a central business district is supposed to do? Keep following me. Think about what the 421G program, which provided property tax breaks for converting commercial office buildings into residential units, did for the financial district in New York City in the early 1990s. It created close to 13,000 residential units and converted approximately 13 million square feet. Additionally, there were 17,000 units built without 421G for a grand total of about 30,000 units over an approximately 30-year period. That's just one neighborhood in New York City and one that is predominantly known for being the home base for Wall Street and the financial district, one of New York City's most well-known central business districts, where the number of strollers may one day outnumber the number of suits. You may be wondering, why am I sharing this with you? It's to give you an idea about the potential transformational impact 
that converting central business districts to central living districts that focus more on the ideas of home, comfort, and well-being instead of only money, work, and business could do for our overall quality of life. If you're having a hard time coming around to this idea of what we call a central living district, I would encourage you to start paying attention to new reports on employee happiness. According to a survey done by the conference board, overall job satisfaction in 2022 was at just over 62%, a high not seen in decades. And people with hybrid jobs that allowed them to work at home and at a job site were the happiest. Hybrid work improved job satisfaction measures and reduced attrition by 33%, especially among those with the longest commutes. Think about that. According to a McKinsey study, 80% of the people questioned report that they enjoy working from home, 80%. And that's without even living in homes that were designed to work from home. 41% even say that they are more productive than they had been before. Many employees that are now freed from long commutes and travel have found more productive ways to spend that time, enjoy greater flexibility in balancing their personal and professional lives, and have decided that they prefer to work from home rather than the office. Since the early 20th century, we've designed our cities around the office, commuting, and working a 9-to-5 job. How many of you had parents or grandparents that worked in this system? How many of them were truly happy doing what they did? How do you feel about that way of living? And do you truly feel that it is meant for you to also emulate that way of life. Think about the number of people that have makeshift setups at home and are still perfectly content because of the greater sense of convenience and well-being they get to experience on an almost daily basis. Now imagine if homes were designed to support our life's work and hybrid lifestyles. How much happier and more productive do you think you could be? How might the companies that we work with potentially benefit? In turn, how much would the planet benefit? It's exciting to think about, isn't it? We at Global Consulting Organization deeply understand that well-being is the foundation for success. In fact, Oxford's Well-Being Research Center, through exhaustive study, has measured that employee well-being ultimately comes down to four factors. People's overall level of happiness, their satisfaction at work, whether they feel purpose in their work, and how stressed they are. Think about all of these factors I mentioned and the earlier studies, and I'm sure you will start to see the light. Keep following me down the yellow brick road of how this ties into our concept of central living districts. You may have heard the term live, work, play before, right? We have evolved this term to be live, work, stay and play so that it includes hotels. But think about the fact that the word that is used first is live. It's not work, live, stay and play. Play, work, stay and live. It's live, work, stay and play. 
That is the order in which we must start to think. That is the order in which we must start to design. For it is that process that may lead us to the promised land where happiness is the ultimate reason we exist. After all, isn't that what we are all after? Sorry if I'm being a bit overdramatic, but how many people on their deathbed wish that they spent more time in the office? What is it that most people regret right before they die? That they did not live, not work to their absolute fullest. So let's bring this back to why you're listening in today and how it relates to the real estate industry and the future built environment. As we get closer to 2030 and beyond, we at Global Consulting Organization strongly feel that everything that we do in our industry must revolve around the idea of leading a better quality life and take into consideration our relationships to convenience, experience, and well-being. To make it more tangible, when designing our cities, we believe we must focus on the overall living experience, hence central living districts or CLDs, and we must integrate a greater focus on ideas that improve our lives, such as open space, car-free streets, more greenery, secure and safe parks, enhanced childcare, comfortable living options for the homeless, affordable housing, multiple options to maintain optimal physical fitness, local coffee shops, experiential workspaces in residential buildings and communities, shorter commute times, curated boutique hotels, local libraries, markets full of organic and locally grown food, restaurants that emphasize the human touch, accessible education for all of our children, community centers for gathering with others, and readily available public transit options, just to name a few. Please keep in mind that this is such a deep topic that has multiple layers, and I'm just touching on a few key solutions to help kickstart the thought process for you. By taking into account these factors, we can potentially bring life back into our central living districts and activate them so that they are centered around enhancing the human experience. After all, isn't that the most important purpose of life? If you're not living a vibrant, stimulating, and purposeful existence, what is the point of living? As we work to create experiential offices, why don't we also focus on creating experiential residences and living districts to promote the idea of experiential living? The future is bright and an integrated experience that takes the best of the best from suburban and urban lifestyles can potentially help us to achieve our goal of living happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. Let's take this positive energy and use it to supercharge vacant office buildings and desolate downtowns and start to work together to create the dynamic live, work, stay, and play development projects of the future. I thank you for tuning into today's Futurecast and taking into consideration some of the ideas, inspirations, and ideals that we believe will become the foundation for the future built environment. Cheers! to 2030 and beyond.